Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. On today's program, I'm going to talk to you about what is, at least to me, the toughest thing I have to deal with in my Christian life. It's a problem that every follower of God has experienced. Quite frankly, I don't know of any other problem in the Christian life that causes more confusion, more discouragement, more frustrations, and just more outright bitterness and anger at the time than this problem. To put it simply, the problem for me is this. Why is it that sometimes it seems that prayer works and sometimes it seems that prayer doesn't? I mean, I've prayed for marriages to be restored, but they weren't. I've prayed for children to be healed of diseases, but they died. I've prayed for God to open doors for me and my family in certain situations, and they've stayed shut. I've prayed and prayed and prayed and then, and then prayed some more. And if it was, it was as if my prayers were like rubber balls bouncing off of brass doors. How about you? What about all those times that you prayed for a job and you didn't get it? A promotion came and you asked God to let you be the one to win that slot, but someone else got it. What about that spouse that walked out on you when you asked God to hold your marriage together? We have all had those times and we've all prayed those prayers from every conceivable angle, we couldn't think of one reason why God would say no, yet God said no. Anyway, you see, God always answers prayer. Jeremiah chapter 33, in verse 3, we read, Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Did you catch those words? Listen to them again. Five words. And I will answer you. God does not say, I might answer you, or I may answer you, or I could answer you. God says, I will answer you. You see, God always answers prayer. So let me put it this way. If you're a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ and you are walking with him and living for him, the only prayer that God doesn't answer is the prayer we don't pray. James chapter 4 and in verse 2 it says, you do not have because you do not ask. See, the problem we have with prayer is not that God does not answer prayer because God always answers prayer. The problem is God does not always answer prayer the way we think God should answer prayer. I mean, there are times that God answers our prayers and eventually gets around to saying yes, but he does it on his timetable. He does it when he knows it's best for us. You and I can live with those types of answers, but it's the third one that gives us the most trouble. For there are times when God simply says, no. You see, God doesn't play favorites. 
God can say no to the most noble prayers, and he can say no to the greatest prayers. God can say no to some of the greatest men in the Bible. I mean, without question, outside of Jesus Christ, the hero of the, United, of the entire New Testament, at least in my eyes, was a man named Paul. I mean, nobody loved God more than Paul. No one served God better than Paul. No one was more devoted to God than Paul. Yet Paul had what he called a thorn in his flesh. We're not exactly sure what that thorn was, but we do know is that he asked God not once, not twice, but he asked God three times to remove that thorn from him. And you know what God's answer was? 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Brace yourselves, he said, My grace is sufficient for you. Your power is perfected in weakness. God very lovingly, but very firmly said to Paul, No, I'm not going to take that thorn away from you, but I will give you the grace to handle it. Likewise, there is probably not a greater hero in all of the Old Testament than Moses. In fact, I don't think it would be a stretch to say that Moses was perhaps the greatest leader who ever lived. With God's help, he single-handedly delivered an entire nation out of bondage. And he made it possible for them to inherit a land that God had promised to Abraham hundreds of years before. God had, Moses had disobeyed God in a seemingly insignificant manner. We won't go into all the details now, but it was certainly nothing that you and I would call immoral. I mean, today, many would certainly call it quite insignificant. And yet God, because of that, told Moses that he would not enter the promised land with the rest of the nation of Israel. Moses, well, he let the matter settle for a while, but then he comes back to God in Deuteronomy chapter 3, just before he's going to die, and he makes one last attempt, and this is his prayer. Deuteronomy chapter 3, beginning at verse 23. I also pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do such works and mighty acts as yours? Let me, I pray, cross over and see the fair land that is beyond the Jordan, that good hill country and Lebanon. Now notice, <clears throat> Moses didn't ask for a lot. Like he wasn't asking to be allowed to go over into the promised land and live there any length of time. He wasn't asking for property, not for himself, not for anyone else. He wasn't, a he wasn't asking God to allow him to build a home. He just wanted to just set foot on that place, and he wanted to see it. Listen to God's response. 
Verse 26. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to me. And the Lord said to me, Enough, speak to me no more of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift up your eyes to the west and north and south and east and see it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan. How is that for a no? I mean, I can take you to other no answers in the Bible, but suffice to say this, if God said no to two of the greatest men in the Bible, I think there's a pretty good chance that God will sometimes say no to you and me. Sometimes God says no. So, two questions really cry out for an answer. The why question and the what question. Why would God ever say no, even to the most noble, selfless, properly motivated prayers? And what can we learn about God and ourselves when he says no? This is what I want you to take away from this message. That when God says no, it's always for our best. Why does God say no? Now, how do you know that it's for my best? Well, let's answer the why question first. Why does God say no? Number one, God has a perspective that is clearer than ours. God has something that you and I don't have. God has something that we can't have. God has something that money can't buy. God has something that no one on this earth has. He has something that no one can ever have as long as we're on this earth. And do you know what that is? He has the big picture. You and I, we can see the past, we can see the present, but only God can see the future. You see, you and I, we have tunnel vision, but God has a panoramic view. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13, the following. He knows about everyone everywhere. Everything about us is bare and wide open to the all-seeing eyes of our living God. Nothing can be hidden from him. So we often pray about things and we care about getting an answer to that prayer. But what we don't realize are all of the consequences that could happen if God were to answer yes to that prayer. Here's one thing I am certain I can assure you of. That if if we knew everything that God knows and we could see everything that God can see, then every time God says no, we would also say no. Now I'll tell you one thing. You'd better learn how to say no to your children if you're going to be a good parent. There is nothing sadder than a child that always gets their way. There is nothing more pathetic than a weak-willed parent 
who has no clue how or no clue why to say no to their children when saying no is what is best for those children. Every prayer, all of our prayers have a ripple effect. Every time God answers yes to a prayer, you can rest assured that always affects someone else. You see, when I pray for something, I can't see how my prayers are going to affect my life down the road. I can't see how my prayers are going to affect my family. I can't even see how the prayer is going to affect me completely. Prayer, it always sets off like a chain reaction. And so God knowing what the end result of that chain reaction will be, many times he has to then say no. Because he sees things we can't see. He knows things we don't know. You see, God's outlook always takes two things into consideration. What is for our good and what is for his glory? No matter how sweet sounding the prayer may be, if it doesn't meet those two criteria, God will say no. But there's another reason God often says no. Number two, God has a plan. And that plan is better than ours. Now, you do understand that God has a plan and everything that happens in this life happens for a reason and it happens according to God's plans. Sometimes things don't always go according to the way we plan it, but things always go according to the way God plans it. And his plan, well, it's not at all like ours. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. The plan of mine is not what you would work out, neither are my thoughts the same as yours, for my ways are higher than yours. You see, God's plan for your life is often different from your plan for your life. When you come to the end of your life and you look back, I guarantee you one thing will be true. There will not be a single person listening to me today whose life turned out exactly the way we planned it to turn out. The reason for that is very simple. God has a plan for me that is better than my plan for me. One of the most interesting chapters in the Bible is Hebrews chapter 11. There, it talks about so many heroes of the faith and some many people, so many people, who, who stood strong for God in history. In one of the most interesting parts of that chapter, we read these words, Hebrews 11, beginning at verse 39. Look at what it says. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better. Now, I always want to be very honest with you. There are some prayers that God said no to in my life that I'm still disappointed about 
and I still don't understand. But I can tell you there is more than one prayer that I have prayed and that I thank God that he said no. If you ever get feeling angry or bitter because God didn't answer one of your prayers, let me tell you what you ought to do when you get old enough. Go to a high school reunion. Tell you, you'll be glad that God didn't answer some of your prayers. I am absolutely convinced when God says no, it's always for my best. Now, there's a third reason why God says no. God has a purpose that is higher than ours. Everything that God allows to happen in this world and everything that God allows to happen or, or causes to happen in this world, even if it's bad, is according to a purpose that is higher than ours. Too often we focus on what makes us comfortable. But God wants us to focus on what makes us conformed to his will and his character. Too often we want to focus on temporary pleasures of this earth well, while God wants us to focus on eternal purposes that are going to last forever and ever. What God is interested in more than anything else is your relationship to him and it's your faith and your trust in him. Hebrews chapter 11 again, verse 6 this time says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God's number one desire for you and me is to please him. And the way we please him is to believe in him. Now, I'm going to state the obvious. It is so easy to trust God and believe God when he says yes. It's so easy to trust God and believe when the spouse doesn't walk out, when the baby is healed, or when we get what we want. It is a whole different matter now to trust God, to love God, to praise God when his answer to our prayer is no. You know, to put this all into proper perspective, let me tell you why we had better be glad that God sometimes says no. The reason why, when we come to God and we ask for forgiveness, we can get a yes. The reason why he can say yes why God can give us eternal life, and we ask and he says yes, the reason why we can come to God and ask God if we can be part of his family, and he says yes, is because God said no to his own son. When Jesus was there in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed a prayer. He was about to go to the cross and bear the sins of the entire world. He was about to be completely and totally separated and cut off from his heavenly father for the first time and the only time in all eternity. He was about to experience death. 
when all he had ever known was life, he prayed a prayer to God that he had every single right to pray. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. You see, Jesus asked God to make another way to do something else, to come up with another plan. Spare him the agony of dying for your sins and my sins. And do you know what God said to his own son? Do you know how God answered that prayer? He said no. When the father said no to the son, and then the son went out in obedience to his father and love for us and said yes to the father, it allowed God to be able to always say yes to anyone who wants to be a part of his family. I want you to remember this as I finish. Faith is not believing God when he says yes to your prayers. Faith is believing God even when he says no to your prayers. Faith is praising him just the same way when he says no. If you believe that whenever God says no, it is always for our best, then you can trust him even in the no's of life knowing that everything, everything will be good for you and everything will be for his glory. Let us pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you answer prayer. Father, we are so happy when you answer yes, but Father, give us the faith that we will remain with you even when the answer is no, knowing that you do all things for the better of those who love you. Bless each and every viewer, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special free offer. On each and every broadcast, we want to make available to you a resource to help you just as you journey on this spiritual path that we are all on to better understand God's will for our life. And today, I have a very popular uh, special edition of the Signs of the Times magazine called When Life is Unfair. You know, we've been talking about prayer and talking about God always answers prayer. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's not now. And sometimes God's answer is no. And when that no comes, it seems unfair. I get asked about this all the time. This resource here can help you better understand when God answers no. We'd love to send it to you as a gift. There's no charge. It'll arrive in the mail, postage paid. No obligation whatsoever on your part. If you'd like to request this copy of the Signs of the Times magazine, pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. 
You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlin Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you could have been watching so many other things that you chose to watch our program. Let me tell you, we're very grateful for that. Thank you. Hope you do it again next time also. Hey, before we go, let me remind you of a few things. Our website, number one, that's a great way that in between broadcasts, we can stay connected. All of our previous programs are accessible through the website. There's a tab there that says previous programs. There's a tab on the website that says live appearances. That's where I'll be appearing live, sometimes online, sometimes in person. Hey, check that out. And if you want to come out and see me or see a presentation I'm doing online, you can access it through the uh, live appearances tab on our website. Archived sermons, these are messages I've presented around the country. There's a video and a study guide. You can use that and study and better understand some of these, you know, perplexing questions. What happens to us when we die? Can we know when the world will end? Who or what is 666? All of those messages are there. I would encourage you to check those out. There's also a tab on our website called Donate Today. Well, that's kind of self-explanatory. You can make a donation to help keep this ministry on the air. We are a charitable organization. So every donation, every dollar you donate is eligible for a receipt for income tax purposes. Every dollar that is donated goes right back into paying for the studio time that we're in here, the airtime, you know, the gifts we send out, the postage. None of that comes to me in any sort of a salary or any kind of benefit to me or to my family. So I just want you to know that it all gets reinvested back into the ministry. A couple of other things, social media. Hey, like our Facebook page. Um, follow me on Twitter, Santos underscore Bill. I don't know, within a few more minutes, 20 minutes from now or so, our program, this program will be, an audio version will be available on our SoundCloud page. You can download it. You can listen to the program at any time. You can share it with your friends and family. Instagram, follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. On Instagram, every morning, 6.30 in the morning, I put out a one-minute devotional video. Check that out. Also, visit our website, missionnowcanada.com. That's the humanitarian overseas work that we do. Really interesting stuff. Maybe you can join us on an upcoming mission trip, or you can make a donation to one of those specific humanitarian efforts, missionnowcanada.com. I've just gotten a signal that is like this. I'm not exactly sure what it means, but I think it means we're out of time. Hope to be able to do this again next time. God bless you. We'll see you back here.